Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Dennis Quaid here, and I want to tell you about The Orange Street. Now, I have recently started a podcast network called Audio Up, and much as I prepare for movie roles, I've been researching the podcast landscape and listening to hundreds of podcasts. One in particular stopped me in my tracks. The Orange Tree. It's a true crime podcast series told with such authenticity and care by Haley Butler and Tinu Thomas, two journalists who were University of Texas students when they started reporting on the story. It's about the 2005 murder of a young woman named Jennifer Cave near the University of Texas at Austin campus. What struck me most was the thorough examination of the case and the exclusive access granted to these two young reporters. What makes this true crime story so unique is their perspective. They're two young women who are the same age as Jennifer Cave and at very similar points in their lives. The Orange Tree is engaging, it's thoughtful, and really, really powerful. Take a listen to The Orange Tree on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Denissance, and I think you should listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife of Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more. Listen to The Denissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts Live from the Dream Hotel in Hollywood, California, this is Lips L.A. on Dash Radio. Hey guys, welcome to uh, Lips L.A. Radio. I'm your host, Scott Lips, and um, we're here with the amazing Violet Benson, also known as Daddy Issues. I'm really excited to have her here today. Um, If you guys don't know and you've been living under a rock, what I think is one of the most prominent female comedic voices um, online. And, and I'm not talking MySpace. I'm talking Instagram, all her social channels, TV shows, magazine yeah. covers now, building a great brand, millions of followers. And we're going to tell the whole story on how you started. He's talking about um, Amy Schumer, but she wasn't available. So then he uh, called me to come in. <laughs> well, she might have been available, but we wanted you on the show. No, I was so. kidding. Um, but yes, but we, yeah, no, I'm talking about you. So um, I kind of want to start from the beginning because I think the really interesting part about this conversation, Violet, is like, how do you go from 
you know, literally starting from scratch and, and having this comedic voice inside you to building this really great brand where, I, as I mentioned, I think you are one of the prominent voices now in comedy, like online. And I think that it's an interesting path and story. So I think the whole world wants to know, like, how you started, how you built this brand, how you monetize this brand. Like, what's the reality, right? You always see those Instagram things like reality versus fiction. Like, right. what's yeah. the real story on how you started? And for people that are listening to this and they want to know, you know, I'm starting out and I want to know how I'm going to build a brand like that. And maybe I'm, you know, a dancer, a comedian, an actor. Like, how do I build a real voice here? So take us back to the very beginning. How, when, how many hours do we have? I'm kidding. Well, I'll we've, make we've it got, quick. We've got about 40 minutes, but you know <laughs> oh, what? Really? This is going to be a very interesting 40 okay. minutes. So. I don't know this is 40 minutes. Okay, but I'll try to make it quick. But first, most of all, I think the reason my brand ended up, um, you know, becoming successful is because um, everything I've built, it was never about me. It was always about helping other people. And I think the mistake that a lot of people make when they want to be, quote unquote, an influencer or YouTuber is they want fans, but they're not sure what they're selling or offering. They just want the, the fame or the fans. It was never about that for me. It's still not like... Uh, I. I don't like I still don't think like that before I started daddy issues which was four years ago I just celebrated my uh should I be looking at you or can well, I should I be looking yeah, straight we're gonna look wherever but well, I mean even before that you're Russian Israeli uh, yeah. like let's talk where you started like an, you were a small child like how did that all start <laughs> right you didn't uh, just pop up one day and you had like a billion well, followers right yeah I'm an immigrant I was born in Russia I grew up in Israel and then we won the green card lottery and I moved to the US I feel like that's one thing that people not everyone knows about me is that I'm I'm foreign and some but sometimes people can catch the accent like once I say I'm foreign so they're like oh I hear oh, I it I got it now I, in fact yeah. I'm gonna throw a little like Hebrew at you Manish Ma said it right i got you um but i don't like normally say i'm uh, i mean russian is really well I, I don't know i don't know any russian <laughs> otherwise i'd be happy to throw that i i think i know what uh when you say like cheers or something it's like uh, nastarovia right that's about the, my extent of russian um so i think like being foreign already makes me has made me a little different than growing up in um the u.s i think it gives me my um awkward personality because i like like you're already an immigrant you kind of don't fit in america especially in los angeles that's like its own i feel like continent so like growing up in la was very different for me but regardless i grew up as a immigrant child when my father told me to have you know you have a nine to five and you're miserable your job and that's like what it's like to be an adult so i pursued i have two degrees of a degree in business law and a degree in accounting and i was working as an accountant and the reason Which I don't think anyone knows that yeah I, th I think some like pretty very like good real fans know right but the other ones other people get surprised especially I mean I'm a real fan I didn't know that so. oh really yeah I think I mean I think it's silly but I think it's because of the way I look or the jokes that I make people will try to talk shit about me being stupid or whatever but in the end of the day my two degrees are useless. So, so, so you, you have this accounting job and you're like, yeah. wait a minute, I think I'm kind of funny. So I, no, I should. I, I've always, my funny is awkward. I feel like I never fit in and feeling like you don't fit in or being bullied, you end up making jokes in order to feel like okay in the situations. And that's how I grew up. Like I, my family's very different than me. I was always the uh, black sheep. So anyway, when I was an accountant in my accounting job, my female co-workers was in the sense somewhat bullying me making my life miserable like every day in my car i would cry before walking into um 
into work, but I was like, okay, whatever. This is what an adult life is like. And that's how I started daddy issues. I, um, because usually you do the traditional job. You play at a comedy club. You do a little stand well, at a hotel cafe. Well, in high school, I was, I, voted, I was voted class clown. All right, okay, so you were always kind of funny. Yeah, but I didn't know you could have make a living off of it. And then when did you discover Instagram in terms of like, did you get on it right away? Or were you like two years into it and like, wait a minute, I um, think I can use this as a platform. When I, when I used to have a, years ago an Instagram, I didn't really like it because I hated like posting pictures of myself and make me insecure and it make me like... Uh, overthink it so I deleted all my social media platforms plus I was so depressed from work that I just isolated myself and I didn't want to deal with anything so I didn't have any social media platforms and what inspired me was that at work I was somewhat sometimes bullied for which is gonna sound so silly because when I was younger I was like still growing into my looks so I was bullied for not being cute and then when I was an accountant I like grew into my looks so I was bullied for like being attractive by my female well, like they would make comments like oh that's probably why she got this promotion or what is she doing with door clothes with the partner so and like, like stuff like that so because of so much focus on my looks the reason i started my instagram and it was daddy issues anonymous was because i didn't want to focus on my looks at all i just wanted to focus on making me feel better so i started posting all these jokes that i thought made me feel like an outsider and then because i had this obsessive personality and i was so depressed and I had no friends I got like very obsessive with trying to grow that account and I am good at that like I'm good at knowing people want and like sure. so I started like getting followers and I which started was to- how many years ago was that when you started four years account? ago four years ago so you start this account yeah you're doing memes you're doing anonymously you know, anonymously and then all of a sudden it, what was the first thing that got traction where you're like wait a minute this could be like a real thing here like I'm people are really I did a video I did a meme whatever it may be and like 10,000 100 well, like something happened right and I then definitely started to notice like girls noticing my Instagram so first it was about me and my self-esteem so when girls started tagging each other in my memes and they were like oh my god that's so me I was like wait other people other people feel like me and that was a point where I feel like my self-esteem was going back to normal and I was like finding myself and I still didn't think anything of it even though it was growing I think I had like a hundred thousand two hundred thousand followers I I thought it was still you know I what am I going to do with that? The first job that someone offered me was to do a post for a hundred dollars. And I was thinking, what? That's about what comes in. St- no, I'm joking. I'm like, no, but I was like, someone would pay me a hundred dollars to like, post something. Are you kidding me? You're like, I could get paid for this. I better take this really seriously. Not yet. Then the day Joe Jonas followed me. He was the first celebrity to follow me. I was just like, I texted my best friend. I was like in my cubicle and I'm like, oh my God, Kylie, I'm going to quit my job. I'm fucking famous. I'm done. I made it. I hold that thought. So that reminds me that we just need to breathe. This next song is Ariana Grande breathing. I love Ariana And uh, then we're going to get into hold that thought so we can find out after Joe Jonas and the $100 post what happened to get you where you are today. So here we are, Ariana Grande breathing. This is Lips LA on Dash Radio. Hey guys, I'm Scott Lips and welcome back. You're listening to Lips LA Radio. I'm at Scott Lips on IG and I'm with at Violet Benson at Daddy Issues. And um, good way to get your IG at in there. Violet Benson with a zero. With a zero. Yeah. God, I wouldn't even know that, but I do follow you, so that's okay. <laughs> so let's talk about this crazy new world we're living in now that you're in the, the world of social media. So you're starting out, you're getting paid to post $100, you won the jackpot. You're like, Joe Jonas is following yeah. you. I made it. I'm so good. So I think to make a point of what a, what a, 
Because I guess maybe people don't understand when I say $100 and I was like, are you kidding me? People don't know what people like me make these days. Like I make between... Is that Russian? No, Andrew. Oh. I make between oh. like five to six figures like a post or Amazing. a package. So from 100 to that, like big jump. So that's why when I look back at my first post, which was $100, it's really laughable. Yeah, but I, I think even the way that it happened, right? So this is four years ago. In the last four years, things have really started to really explode for you. And really how you got to, because millions is like, you know, it, it is true in LA. There's, it seems like, I don't know, you know, people like are, there's this explosion of social media and a lot of the creators live in LA. And so there's yeah. a lot of people that do well in the space. But I mean, that's really, it's, it's hard to sort of fathom that number when you think about it. What is Daddy Issues up to now in terms of IG uh, following? I think we're at what? Four or five million or something? Four million. Four million. So it's a lot. So get it. take us to the place where you're like, hey, you know, I'm getting paid uh, and things are starting to happen. Okay. So after Joe Jonas followed me and I was so excited because I'm a fan of him, of his. Is that the word? Whatever. Yes. More than Nick Jonas? I, lo- I like the whole family. You I like mean, the whole family. Because I, mean, I guess I, the thing about Joe, him and his friends would laugh around pretending like Joe, they would DM me and tell me this, pretending like Joe was daddy issues. The fact that I was like a celebrity <laughs> cares about my account, that was so cool to me. Right. Like I still get really excited when anyone that I think is cool thinks I'm cool or funny in any way. Like it's still... Uh, a surreal feeling but anyway after joe followed me i still continued to work as an accountant and then um because i started in, in a, on july and then december january mtv noticed me and mtv wrote about me as the most um the most relatable meme female relatable for females meme account worldwide Amazing. And so that was almost like a big break for you. You're like, yeah, this is I was at 300,000 followers or something. And that I think like that night I gained like 40,000 followers just from that article and like in a night in a few hours. And I was also had like the worst New Year's. So I like, <laughs> like had a breakdown <laughs> and I started crying because I was like, I couldn't believe that someone wrote about me. And that that's when I was like, OK, I think I can make money off of this. So within a few days, I incorporated myself because I'm an accountant. Yep. So I became a business. You're a funny accountant, which doesn't <laughs> exist a lot in the business. Yeah. So I incorporated myself. I became Vital Benson LLC. And then I quit my job within a month after that. And I never looked back. And what's funny is I think when things become shareable, right? So because I have a lot of my friends, sometimes friends send me your post. Did you see this on daddy issues? I'm like, yeah, I know Violet pretty well. <laughs> so when it comes to that point where people are sharing things and sending them through DMs to each other, then you know there's like it's gone viral in a sense, right? And I think that's what people take to your account. It's relatable. So, I mean, I like, you know, my a friend of mine runs over her in LA and, you know, the, my friends are always sharing those ones around. And I think there's certain ones that people can always relate to. Man, yeah, I know that overheard in LA thing. I heard yeah, it. Or that, the, that so the daddy issues one. Yeah, that happened to me too. I remember that. Now I see sometimes you post a lot about relationships, sex, yeah. things that are like taboo almost. Like, you know what? Girls aren't <laughs> yeah. going to talk about that. You know what? You go there, you talk about it. And I think that probably makes people, you know, relate to you a lot because you talk about things that I'm assuming like people are almost scared to talk about, right? right. But let's talk about some of your recent posts because I remember specifically you got really into these. These are things that people shouldn't talk about, but I'm going to talk about them. You know? Well, I don't know about that, but I know <laughs> that you definitely went there with some <laughs> conversations that are probably not so PC. But I think it's like people are like, "Wow, you know." She's. Saying, I remember like when Stern started years ago, he would say things that people were like afraid to say. Yeah. So you're going there, which is great. And I think people are like, "Yeah, right on." She's saying stuff that we can relate to. So. 
I think that's great. So like, what's one of the things that you've posted about lately that you're like, you know what, I'm going to address this and I think it's funny and like, you know, people don't like it, whatever. Cause I think people need to, this is what I think is funny and then what I think is cool. So, um, you know, so let, let's talk about that for a second. Well, I mean, I think like heartbreak, I love when I post about heartbreak because we all go through it or when we make the mistake of um, still liking a shitty guy because we all want to pretend like we're really strong. And then the truth is a lot of us like keep going back to the same person over and over again. You're like, why do I hate myself so much? And then you just keep doing it and you know he's making treating you really bad like you're literally like just standing outside his house waiting for him to tell you to come in or something i don't know but like do you, i like do you actually do that do you stand outside no, no but i i have had you know guys that i've dated and i was so desperate for their attention or for their validation because i've abandonment issues or whatever i don't know and like i feel like i lowered my my values or whatever that was so distracting well, so I think, I think, yeah, so there, so you lowered your value so that, because you really wanted that acceptance thing. So yeah, like, okay. It, and I kept making excuses for the guy. So I just, that's a way for me to show girls that they're not alone in there and that. So, but the, the issue is that daddy issues my alter ego. So a lot of times, like I think of stuff that's more crazy or like, oh, whatever. And the problem is I hate when I'm posting something and then people like assume that's me. Like just because I said I was going to call someone 155 times, like didn't, doesn't mean I actually did. It's an alter ego. You're like Batman. That's the old me. Right. You're like, you're like Batman. (laughs) Yeah. And so that part bothers me or like sexual stuff. If I post something like about sex, I think is funny right away. I get a million DMs from guys and it's like so fucking gross. And what I'm dying to be like, Honestly, in my heart, I want to be like, do you really think like you have a fucking chance with me? I don't think we can curse on here, but we're going to say, do you think you you have a chance chance with me? And that's what I'm thinking. But of course, I have to be nice to everyone. But it pisses me off that if I if I make a joke like my self-esteem feels low, whatever, then all these guys think like I'm so desperate for penis. Like I have like I have a whole a vagina and like you know it doesn't take much more than that for a guy to sleep with you let's be honest so real I, talk i agree i, I wouldn't agree. be desperate for sex like i could get it if i wanted and you have a great personality so let's not forget that i'm so, also attractive and very attractive <laughs> thank you so um here's here's uh, <laughs> promises calvin harris and we'll be back with violet benson and daddy issues what's up you guys this is jessica michelle and you're listening to scott lips on lips la Hey guys, you're listening to Scott Lips, Lips LA Radio with the one and only Violet Benson, Daddy Issues. We were just listening to Charlie Puth, who I love, and I got to hang out with a little while ago, and uh, what an awesome dude. He's going to be on the show coming up, um, I think, with next month or two. We're really excited about that, so check out Charlie Puth. But me and Violet were just talking about a really, really great, cool story about how she's sort of inspired um, the song Daddy Issues, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I don't I feel like it's like a touchy subject to bring it up right now. But um, the cool thing with my Instagram is that, you know, a lot of very fun, cool people follow it, including um, this artist that I know. Her name is Demi Lovato. And she recently came up with an album. And in her album, one of her songs is called Daddy Issues. And it was inspired by my Instagram. Which, and she reached out to tell me before it came out. And I was really flattered because, again, um, that's I actually find such a cool really thing. Cool. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. Like, yeah. um, I hope she's she's doing well. Um, yeah. So she reached out, and you're like, wow, like a huge pop star just named like a song after yeah. my account. Like, how cool is that? Exactly. Right? Like stuff like that always. Oh, I actually the cool. That's you have something cooler than that that you're gonna say because I don't think you can really. Talk Wait, that. I do. I just oh, okay. remember. All right. The, well. That's the coolest thing to happen to me. I think it was this year. The 
the coolest thing to happen to me, I think two years ago, was when randomly Britney Spears was stalking my personal, not stalking, but she was on my personal Instagram. She found a picture that she thought was funny where as a joke, I was like sitting on the couch with like a glass of wine while all my friends around me were coupled up. And I was like, oh, I'm the single one because it was like a photo shoot for daddy issues, but it was on my personal Instagram. And she reposted it on her Instagram. And she's just like, oh, mood or something like that. And like you could see repos from Viola Benson That's Instagram. Awesome. And I was just like, when I saw that, I had a heart attack because like it's Britney Spears. And that was probably the best day of my life. That's like OG <laughs> old school. So we got yeah. Joe Jonas, Britney Spears, Demi Lovato. Those are all your fans. So yeah, that's a pretty cool thing to start from being an accountant who's funny, yeah. but not, I guess you couldn't really show people how funny you were as an accountant to now building this I brand. I feel like I was pretty funny. You were a funny accountant. Appreciated it. You, were, you were in a funny accountant, but 4 million followers later and this great brand, you just were on the cover of a, a magazine called new that just came out, which is great. Yeah. And um, you got a lot of good stuff going on. Anything else exciting in your life going on that we should know about? Because I think we should know about all the stuff. Yeah. Daddy issues, um, Violet Benson I'm writing, I'm writing a show. Yeah, um, I'm trying to be more updated of my blog, daddyissuesla.com, where I write more serious stuff about heartbreaks and things like that. I'm also writing a show I'm excited about, and I'm in the midst of working on this like sex book, which is going to be funny, so I'm excited for that. We're all going to read it, because we all need pointers. Um, it's going to be, It's you'll see. I can't yeah. talk about it, but I'm like, I think it's a great idea, and I can't wait for it. So, I... Well, we're oh, excited. and I have a shop, Shop Daddy Issues. Oh, yeah. So That's check fun. out Shop Daddy Issues. Follow at Violet Benson with a zero. Yeah. Uh, follow Daddy Issues. You know, help her get to seven million. She's already Please. at four. And, um, and then we'll have her back on the My show. My dad won't love me unless I'm at seven million. And we'll have her back on the show to celebrate seven million. And um, yeah, other than that, we're going to play uh, Sorry, I'm Not Sorry, Demi Lovato to celebrate um, Violet's song and uh, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, James Goldcrown, the artist coming up, Love Wall Sweet. fame. And thanks, Violet. You're awesome. Thank you. Bye. What up? It's Haley Bo Bailey, and you're listening to Scott Lips on Lips LA. Welcome back. What's up? What's up? We're here now with uh, the one and only James Goldcrown, an artist friend of mine who's killing it right now. And I thought it was a really cool story to tell. James started um, doing art. I don't know. How many years ago now were you doing art? I left school when I was 16. I had been doing art before that. So I think I've been doing it. like being, how old am I now? 37. That long. Okay, well, <laughs> I feel like in the last like five or six years, you've really kind of yeah. exploded onto the scene. And it's an interesting story how you started doing these love walls, heart walls everywhere around New York. And we became friends a couple of years ago. And uh, next thing you know it, you know, they're all over. They're everywhere. And so it's been really, really cool. So tell us a little bit about how you went from just painting these hearts everywhere, just sort of randomly, right? And doing it here and there to like having this business that you do brand collaborations with rag and bone to whoever. Yeah. Tons of brand collaborations now. So yeah, it's crazy. Um, so uh, yeah, tell me about how that started and happened. So I was... I think it was back in the day when I had a studio in Soho uh, on Mott Street. I was asked to do a mural. Um, do you remember where Lasso Pizza was? Uh, I don't think so, but on I, Kenmore yeah. on Mott Street. So it was, I think it was February 2014 when I was asked to do it. And it was actually, I was asked in October, but they didn't have any availability till February. And I was doing the Love Walls since then till then, but not as a mural, more on canvases. And then when it came to February, my friends were kind of egging me on to do uh, the Love Wall because obviously it was Valentine's Day. And being an artist and being rebellious and not wanting to do what everyone tells you to do, I kind of didn't want to do it. And then I kind of got to that point where I was like, shit, I don't know what to do. So maybe I should just do it. 
and then I went and did it. And then two days later, a lady called Eva Chen from Facebook posted a selfie on Instagram and it went viral. And, that, and then you're like, I should be doing this for a living now. Well, it kind of changed a lot of things. I was always cold calling people, following up, seeing if they wanted to buy work and just, you know, really hustling. I was doing that before then as well in my life. And I think once she posted it, if a flock of women came to take selfies and a lot of brands caught on to this because of Instagram. And then I started to make money. Which is awesome because now you're like in the windows literally of like rag and bone. And yeah. I don't think you can really turn a corner in New York and not see your work anywhere. It's sort of everywhere, which is amazing. And it's cool to see your rise go from like this guy in here that just did these like local art pieces to like international artists that's killing yeah. it and so and i think the game has changed right because ultimately yes. you, you know you're you can become an international artist now and it's different than basket and warhol back in the day when people just there was different ways to market art now yeah. it's all done like in a different way so it'd be cool just to touch base on that how is it done right like do people contact you to buy your art directly or are you, yeah. do you go through a gallery or have you found marketing your art in this sort of viral way if you're an artist and you want to get started like you do and build a brand how have you done that well i have like four different mediums so one of them's the murals which obviously is to me is like a billboard which advertises what i do then there's galleries which i'm placed in now i just got i'm with two galleries in london one gallery here and then there's just personal commissions that people go through to me without going through the gallery there's interior design as well and then there's brand work that I collaborate with people. So it's these different entities. Yeah, how did like the rag and bone, is the rag, what's the one that you're most excited about coming up, I guess, because you do so many well, I'm collaborations actually, I'm now. actually the first artist to paint directly onto Macy's. So I'm going to New York on the 21st of September and we're doing something with Revlon and we're going to be painting directly on Macy's. It took a lot of oh, like, amazing. A lot of permission to get this done because they're very old-fashioned. You mean on the building? On the building yeah. and inside a window as well. So it's going to be a reveal on the building and then it will be revealed inside the window afterwards. It will be taken off. Amazing. And so if you guys don't know James's work, check it out. They're really famous. They're everywhere. Love Walls. Check you out on Instagram at J underscore Gold Crown. No, not oh, on sorry. I think you've changed it now. What is it again? <laughs> no, I didn't. Never oh, changed okay. it. What is it? So I don't know what I'm doing. You just don't pay attention. What, what is it again? What is it? It's just J Gold Crown it. At J. Goldcrown. At J. Goldcrown. It's always Sorry. Been, it's always been that Sorry. It's hard to remember. It's you on know, your wall in your office. It's, it's sort of, right, that is true. It's sort of hard to remember everyone's like, that's become your name these days, right? So yeah. it's like, I like my buddy and Spooky joking. Tooth. That's like, that's what people know now these days. So um, awesome, bro. We'll be on yeah. the lookout for all this stuff and all the great collaborations you have coming Thank up. You. And we're super psyched to have you here. And um, we'll see you uh, around New York and LA and everywhere around the world. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thanks, James. This is Lips LA on Dash Radio. Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Denaissance, and I think you should listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife of Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more. Listen to The Denaissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In Lauren Lake's courtroom, there is no nonsense. Just results. Mr. Jackson, you are the father. <laughs> Live it, own it, be it. You see it? Listen to Lauren Lake's Paternity Court on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, la, la. 
y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.